Welcome to the Clearly Podcast. My name's Andy Clark. I'm Shailen Chidasama. And I'm Tom Goff. Oh, people, how are we today? All good. Yeah. Good. It's been very, very good. wet here today, though. Oh, that's no good, is it? I mean, you know, North Wales, wet. You just yeah. wouldn't imagine it, would you? I know. Um, not would be, you, not Adam being, and Eve? Not been cold, though, so, you know. Okay, yeah, it's not so it's bearable. Yeah, I mean, is, 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 do you get cold weather anymore in England? Is that all over with global warming? Yeah, seven or eight at the moment, up to about ten. Okay, so it's so, not all right. Not like minus two as it was a week it's or two been, ago. Been up to about ten or twelve here today in the middle of the oh. day. Wow, Posit- positively tropical. Mm-hmm. I can imagine they're all down on the beach. Yeah, well, if it wasn't raining, they would be. <laughs> exactly. Right, on to today's topic, which is SharePoint. What is it good for? Or what was your title, Tom? Uh, mine was to say, what is the brackets SharePoint of document management? The SharePoint of document management. So, but what we want to have a chat about today is that SharePoint as a product seems to have changed its guise or the way it's marketed or the way it's focused over the years. And I think, you know, I guess we've been working with it for such a long time. We've seen the changes. So we just wanted to have a, a chat about what is it about these days and where is the focus of SharePoint? Tom, th- this one was your idea. Yeah. So if you can expand a bit on why you wanted us to talk about it. Yeah, so the the thinking really behind um, why this is a topic was, as you say, the, the way SharePoint has been marketed has changed so much over the years. Um, and it has, at every point in time, it seems to have been marketed as the solution to whatever the fashionable business problem was at that moment in time. Um, so, I mean, it's been marketed as a, a tool for building websites. It's been marketed as a tool for uh, analytics. It's been marketed as a tool for workflow man- management. But all of the time, actually underpinning it is the thing that I think is is its main focus at the moment, which is around document management. And... As a document management tool, it's it's probably not the most full featured in the in the world, um, but it is a it is still a useful tool. And for most organisations, it will provide the levels of document management that that organisation is going to need. So you can add additional metadata to stuff to make it easier for searching. It has got versioning capabilities. Um, and probably most importantly, it's the technology that underpins um, Microsoft's OneDrive as well. So when you're sharing stuff and storing it up to, to OneDrive, you're effectively using um, SharePoint. And again, it sits underneath uh, a lot of Teams. So when you are sharing documents in Teams channels uh, in the file storage there, Again, you're using a SharePoint document library for that. And as a result, it has all the capabilities that you'll you'll be potentially aware of around adding additional metadata. Now, that's probably a very underused feature, but it does allow you to add additional labels to documents to help find things and actually organize your documents better. 
And in Germany, it does a great job of that, doesn't it? I mean, you know, the searching, you know, even text searching and things like yeah. that, which you can do in SharePoint, I find actually really effective. Yeah, and you know, so if, you, if you've got serious document management needs as an organization, SharePoint probably isn't going to cut it. But at that point, you're going to be going to a much more serious document management solution. And that will be associated with a, a much larger price tag, of course. Yeah. Um, what about Michelle and over to you? What about SharePoint for data? I'm thinking, you know, SharePoint lists. I mean, whenever you see a demo of most things, Power Apps and a lot of Power BI these days, people love to go and work from um, SharePoint lists, I guess, because they're simple to go and set up. But actually, I think it's a nice tool, sort of somewhere between a Power App and an Excel spreadsheet um, and pretty effective. So, where do you see that being used at the moment? Uh, yeah. Um, no, I, th- I, I think. Well, first of all, you mentioned Excel, so you see Tom's face. Okay. <laughs> anyway, and yeah, I chart. Excel as a database. Yeah, SharePoint lists. I think they're they're good. It's a good way to very quickly um, input some data, um, use it as a repository. And we, yes, you're right. We're correct. We do see lots of demos. You know, some of those standard demos we see, they link to SharePoint lists. And I think there are there are a few reasons that people use SharePoint lists over, let's say, Excel, um, because it's it's stored centrally. Um, you can update it rather than having something local, like you know, just um, Excel. People can add to it, and and um, you can you know obviously share information there, but your people can add to it. And there are easy connectors into things like Power BI, Power Apps. Yeah, so there are good, easy connectors. The thing is, with SharePoint list, yes, it is a list. Um, it's, it's not as structured as a database. Um, people will tend to use them Instead of you know Excel, where where people used to use um, Access before, it's kind of that hybrid, right? So instead of just an Access database and trying to create something, they'll create a SharePoint list or multiple SharePoint lists. I mean, the number of times if we pick up you know um, an attempt at something like a Power App or Power BI report within an organization, the number of times we'll see. SharePoint used, and I said, "Well, I've tried to do this. I'm trying to get some data into SharePoint. Um, it's not refreshing, or it hasn't been connected properly, or I have these kind of issues. Those are the common things, or the, the threads that we see when we pick those up. And you know, the first thing we do is that health check and audit to um, see how things are connected. But the other thing that we notice and see are people use their own accounts, right, rather than." Um, so it'll be connected via you know their account, and then they try and share it with somebody else, and you can't access, right? You can't refresh. Sorry, sort of outside outside of a tenant. Yeah, so like a, a security okay. account, there yeah. personal accounts, or well, to, um, to be fair, even inside of a tenant, if you're not also setting up the uh, security around it, you'll hit that yeah. same issue. Yeah, yeah, and so that those are those are things that we see, but. But I'd say, you know, it's a good starting point. It's a good way to collaborate. It's a good way to just enter information. But don't think it, it you know, you don't think you can have pipelines always populating the data. You know, it's not going to replace 
a um, a repository where you need some level of automation to refresh the data, make sure it's up to date. Um, but then, you know, we have seen, and you know, we've all seen plenty of times. So they say that that's that's kind of our master data for for this list. Well, it's not really your master data. We don't recommend you have you know master data there because where is the actual data coming from? Um, but it's yeah. yeah, as I say, it's good for demos, and that's why you see it all the time. I mean, it also is a simple way of getting something behind a power up that is more of a multi-user piece than a an Excel spreadsheet. But the thing that I think people really need to bear in mind with SharePoint lists is they are extremely limited into how much data you can realistically put into one and have it continue to work. I mean, and the other thing I use SharePoint for is, you know, when we have to go and link to Excel spreadsheets is make sure that Excel spreadsheet is on a SharePoint location because then you can go and do a web link to Power BI, sorry. And then, you know, you can refresh and other people can use the Power BI and whatever. So, yeah, that facility, I think, gets used you know, for by, by me um, yeah. with my clients. I mean, that gets used an awful lot. I find it really useful. But that, where, that's where do we think SharePoint way. is? Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, I was going to say, but that's the correct way to use it because what you're doing there is um, you're using SharePoint as that document repository, right? Yeah, still, document manager. Still the wrong way to use Excel, but that's... No, yeah, <laughs> yeah correct. It's the wrong way to use Excel. Yeah. The right way to use SharePoint, the, but... <laughs> yeah, good, good use of SharePoint. <laughs> Well, okay. I mean, let me give an example. I mean, so for for petrochemicals pricing, you get daily indices. So you know, I and and somebody within one of my clients um, gets the daily indices on a on an Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. They just dump that new Excel spreadsheet onto the SharePoint SharePoint location on a daily basis. Um, as long as they keep the file name the same, they just go and replace the file. Hit refresh on Power BI. Bang! All the new data is in there. Um, so it's, I think it's got some great uses, you know, for, for certain types of data. So where do we think SharePoint is heading? Um, you know, it's got it's <laughs> so many twists and turns it and where it's come from. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that, that is one where I think that, that is kind of anybody's guess at the moment it's because I, th I think it will probably remain as so document management and and a lot of that but as we've seen over the years it's been it's been marketed in all those different areas and then various other things have come along and um effectively parked the tax on sharepoint's lawn yeah because if you think about some of those cases and you mentioned so um reporting with sharepoint you know when performance point within sharepoint but you wouldn't really use that. You'd use, and the, you know, especially with the KPIs they had, you'd use Power BI for reporting or workflow management. Now, with Power Automate, robotic process automation, and you know the um, features of Automate, you'd use Automate, right? Or um, and then when you know, think about SharePoint from an intranet stroke extranet as well. So extranets now you power pages, and so 
And that's what I was going to go to. Actually, I've just written down the word portal because because SharePoint was marketed as a you know portal. Would that be intra or extra? Mm. In intra mainly, I guess. Um, and that never really seems to have happened. I mean, I don't mm. I don't see an awful lot of it. I see SharePoint as being that thing where people just go and bung a load of documents. I mean. Um, I mean, not I, so much portal. Maybe, maybe you've got different experiences. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been at end users um, many years ago where the the intranet site was based on SharePoint. Um, but, you know, around that time, we were still talking uh, the year 2008 or earlier, I think. Um, we, at the time, SharePoint was being marketed I mean, not just as a, a platform for building your intranet and extranet, but also really as a, almost um, a web development platform for, and it was almost trying to go down that low code, no code route before that was a thing. And it, it was it was almost heading in that citizen developer direction before anyone came up with that stupid phrase. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you love the citizen developer, Andy. I hate it. I really do. Um, um, and if you, and if you want to needle me as well, so yeah. citizen development, <laughs> democratization of data. Come on, come out with that one, and you'll see me fuming. Maybe that's a a, a podcast title for the future: citizen developers yeah. and the democratization of data. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's just get um, really angry. But you know, it, it, but it was being marketed as, oh, uh, if you need a, a web app, you can you can build it on here, and then it would send it into. I mean, often it was then using SharePoint lists behind it. Um, but all of that niche really has been taken up by Power Apps, Power Pages. Um, so anything you need to be doing like that, and that sort of extensibility, you can do in those much more cleanly in a way, um, but also without tying it into an overly large, overly complicated platform as a result. Um, what, where do you see the best practices for using SharePoint? So if you're going to talk to somebody about you know, how we should use this, you know, what, what are the best practices and maybe move on to what are the cautions for SharePoint? Where would you not use it? Shailen, best practices. You're both looking at me blankly yeah. right now. No, no, yeah. Um, was... Sorry, I should have directed the question <laughs> one, one, one way or the other. No, so, you know, SharePoint, um, using SharePoint for document management, versioning, um, and we said, we, you know, we talked about intranet and you had to give it, give it a good example, um, Tom, but using it as that kind of intranet where people can collaborate on, on, on information is a good use case. And it's, you know, it's still a good use case. We, we use SharePoint. You know, lots of organizations will use SharePoint. You know, when you put um, information on there, at least you have the versioning. You can share the information. Um, people can update it. And, um, and it's relatively easy to set up security around you know, documents and who you want to share it with. Um, so I think those are good use cases instead of emailing documents or some kind of file share somewhere. Or maybe another tool where you where you may not be using all of the features if they had a lot more. If you're using for things like you know, true records management, it may lack in some of those. You know, um, a, a records um, management solution. Um, but for 
overall kind of document management, I, I think is I think is a good product. I was going to say, I think, I think versioning, of, I mean, versioning of anything where source control would be a completely inappropriate solution, it, SharePoint probably has a niche there. So, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're using it for versioning where you've got um, code or something like that, then SharePoint is an absolutely terrible solution. Um, yeah. And you really need to go out and get a proper source control system and there's plenty of stuff for free out there that you could use so you know you need you can get something proper and properly installed rather than sharepoint but where it is documents like word documents and things like that then sharepoint does have that versioning system so it does give you some level of control where somebody can check a document out lock it for editing those and check it back in and actually you have that bit of control you'll have a version history on there um but i think it's important when you are putting these in is to think about what additional metadata you want around these documents and what level of versioning you need um because you can go to sort of you can go too far on your versioning and have everything with sort of major dot minor version number and things like that where you really just need a version one version two you don't need to go into version 1.1 1 1.2 etc it's a matter of thinking about how you intend to use that versioning as well i think is really important where does sharepoint sit with data lakes either of you um well it doesn't i mean it's kind of they they kind of fit into two different niches. I'm oh, sorry, I've been slightly blindsided by the question. I think because <laughs> that where you're talking about data lakes, you're you're talking about something where you're storing data for um, actually being able to analyze it. Whereas um, SharePoint is more about storing a document rather than the data in the document. So whilst, say, if you've written a, a statement of work for a job, um, what you need to actually version and, and control is that document as a whole. Whereas something that was going into a data lake, you're actually, at that point, you're talking about storing the content of the document rather than the document as an entire artifact. So that I mean, I ask it because, yeah. you know, we talk about data lakes yeah. and unstructured data and of course you know what we put into sharepoint is a lot of unstructured yeah. data and it's, it's i think it's really a question of what you do with it as to what you what you're trying to do. so if you're trying to treat the document as being the um atomic entity here then sharepoint is the place for it whereas if you need to do some additional processing with the words in the document then a data lake would be more suitable at that point Good, good use of um, atomic entity there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I think we should uh, do a podcast on that, whatever it means. Um, <laughs> are there any examples where you see SharePoint being used as something it really shouldn't be? Are there kind of like big cautions you'd say to clients? You know, look, I I know you're doing it for that. Please stop. I mean, you talked about code versioning, but I 
you don't see a lot of code versioning on SharePoint, do you? But are there things that you see with SharePoint that you know yeah, there are better tools out you, there? You don't for? you don't see a lot of it, but you do see it, and I have seen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it happen, um, sadly. I think I think um, data management is is one. You know, so lists, lists, and lists, and and lots of maybe reports or apps rely on all of these lists. And you continue, and people, you know, organisations continue to add, um, amend these lists. And when you see it in a power up all the time, you have a something like a category, and then in a, a, a subcategory, and they're lists, right? And it's trying to filter within that power up as well. Um, now there are better ways to store that data. You know, so dataverse is an obvious choice. Might put in dataverse. Yep. Or if not, another structured environment, another repository, because it will be secure, a lot more secure. Um, you then can use other tools um, with that as well. Um, but the other thing is you can have flows and queries running on it, right? So you can have a data flow running on Dataverse, whereas in SharePoint, as a SharePoint list, you can't really do that. Yeah, so. Uh, that that's where personally I've seen a lot where people have lists and lists and lists. Yeah, big and that's and I think it comes from where they may have used Excel as this kind of app, and then you'd see when they have different sheets in Excel as these lookup sheets, right? And so what as a a quick mock up or even mock up to production, which you shouldn't really have, them, but a quick mock up. That's exactly what people will do. Say, oh yeah, that's fine. You've got a list there. Look, we'll, We'll create a SharePoint list and we'll store it in there. And then all of a sudden it just carries on. This app just continues to grow. Yeah, but now instead of Excel, it's SharePoint. Um and so that that's where personally I've seen lots of examples and bad examples. I was gonna say also when you've got a lot of Excel sheets being stored there. Um, so that you can pull them together like they're coming from a database when actually what's really needed is a database properly and something that you can actually implement um, and, and possibly even implement with a power up over the top of it, but point at a database rather than a bunch of Excel sheets. And I think the other thing that tends to happen with SharePoint is just the proliferation of the number of SharePoints that you have in, you know, if you allow everybody to go and set the things up, they tend to go and do that. So you know, you just have have thousands of thousands of SharePoints out there doing something. Very easy to go and get confused, isn't it? I remember when I started at Microsoft and, you know, you pointed towards SharePoint and somebody told me, I don't know whether this is true or not, but there were, you know, three times as many, three times the number of SharePoint sites within Microsoft as there were employees, um, which is a kind of crazy stat. <laughs> I may not have been mm. correct, but you do see a huge proliferation of these things because unless you can control how many and who gets who's able to go and create them and then what happens of course is uh you know all information gets completely dispersed across these sharepoints you've got no idea where anything is and yes you can search you know it gets you somewhere um but not everywhere and i think it needs to be managed i mean you know we kind of complain about file shares being these things with just all this junk on them because everybody just throws all this information there and versions of information or whatever else. And, you know, 
SharePoint, you know, to some extent is a modern day file share, isn't it? Um, and I think, you know, in my mind that there should be a focus on ma- managing how many of them you've got the, out there. Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of these things and keeping them cleanish? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if you treat SharePoint as more like a, a file share on steroids, that probably is actually a reasonable way to try to treat it and manage it like it's like you would with file shares and have that, yeah. that control over it. Because you don't just let anyone create file shares. No, but lots of organizations let anybody create SharePoint. Ex- so. Oh, exactly, yeah. So as I think if you if you apply the same policies to SharePoint as you would to a file share, then you're probably going to be getting a long way towards getting that under control. Yeah, okay. Good advice. Okay, Sorry, here's, Shane, I think here's, an idea for, here's an idea for Tom. This is really to annoy him. <laughs> he said, he did say documents in SharePoint, but he didn't mention Excel first. You know, so he, you know, he talked about other documents. And he mentioned versioning, Tom, right? He mentioned documents and versioning. So how about Excel as a database, putting it on SharePoint and using version control? So you could have like change oh, date. I love that picture. combo. That's a brilliant yeah. idea, Tom. I did a visual <laughs> joke there. <laughs> just, just for the record, Tom is making a rude gesture to the camera, um, which I took as being actually aimed at both of us. <laughs> brilliant. All right, so look, to go and wrap up, um, because I've got a call in nine minutes, um, so I need to uh, kind of get off this one. And I think we're almost there with it. Um, final thoughts on um, the point of SharePoint. Um, Tom, quickly, if you can sum up. Yeah, I, I think I think it makes a good cost-effective document management solution. Um, it has got some additional features around lists and things that you can make use of, but just try... Think about whether you're overusing those features and whether actually you're getting to a point where what you're doing with it actually requires a database or a more a, a more serious, robust solution. Yeah. Shailen? Yeah, I think what we're saying is um, the Power Platform um, and Fabric um, have a lot to offer. So it's really exploring those as well, if, if you know you haven't. So the, the platform being apps and you know pages for external and dataverse and fabric you know for um well we've, we've had lots of podcasts on, um, on fabric but it's just to explore those as well where people may just default to sharepoint and say oh, i'll just put it into sharepoint yeah so, so i think you're right that because those as platforms have replaced an awful lot of what um sharepoint once was and has previously been marketed as. So, yeah, if if you're thinking in terms of SharePoint is the place to do BI because you remember Performance Point and Power View and all of those, if you're thinking it's a place to do workflows, then Automate is your your better one there. If you're thinking about it as a development platform, then Power Apps, Power Pages are going to be a better option there. Old SharePoint, it kind of feels like to some extent it's had a bit of a raw deal. You know, always a bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, but I think it's becoming more focused as to what it's for. And I think that that makes life, I think that will be a better place for it because it 
because it was so scattered as to what it was marketed as being, no one ever knew what it was for. Whereas I think there's now a clearer focus and a clearer purpose. And I think it, I think that is a much, much better future for SharePoint now. Okay. So we're kind of ending with a, you know, we love you SharePoint. Yeah, right? po- positive note. Yeah. Positive note. Maybe not love from you, Tom, but you know, <laughs> just positivity. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, what should we talk about next week? Have we got any ideas or should we, you know, make it up when we're not on the podcast? Well, I mean, we, we could go with a rant about citizen developer and uh, democratizing. Oh, data. please, let's do that. <laughs> let's do it. Citizen developer, what the does that mean? Citizen developer, low code, no code. Yes. Low code, no code, no chance. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm kind of a bit excited about this one. Should we get to see if Parksy's available for that one? I know he likes talking about that one as well. Yeah, let's see if he's available. All right, let's see if Parksy's available. All right, well, look, okay, so look, we're going to be done in under 30 minutes. I don't think we've done that for a long time. So uh, I'm going to sign off and say, Goodbye, gentlemen. If you could do likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. And have a good week and we're out of here.